Welcome to the Lost Map Podcast.
Hello and welcome to the Lost Map podcast for the third month in a row. We've opened the show with a track by Lost Map Presents Weird Wave, the single edit of a track called Big Jetty. Um, Whoa, Big Jetty, where am I Whoa, what? Big Jetty, where am I Who's that? Is it Tom <laughs> Jones? No, it's not. It's my regular co-host, Laura Doherty. Oh, that's not Tom Jones. <laughs> Hello there, boy Um, I'll stop now with the Welsh impersonation before I get myself cancelled. Yeah, that's a track called Big J. It's off the brand new album from Lost Map Presents Weird Wave, which is currently not available online, that track is, but the full album is only available in record shops, on our web shop, and at Lost Map Presents Weird Wave gigs which we're currently doing. We're on the road. I'm in Lost Map Presents Weird Wave, full disclosure, and I'm currently on the road. Actually, full disclosure, full disclosure, I'm not on the road. We're recording this a week before I go on the road. End of <laughs> disclosure. But we're touring <laughs> throughout November. We've got some shows. We're playing at the Tunnels in Aberdeen on the 3rd of November. We're playing in Glasgow as part of the Great Western Festival on the 4th of November. And on the 10th of November, we're playing in Telford at the Firefly. There's other gigs that we're doing in December, but I'll save them for December's pod when inevitably we'll open with another Lost Map Presents (laughs) Weird Wave track. I mean, it's a winning formula really at this point, isn't it? You probably don't even need to buy the album. If you just listen to seven episodes of this podcast, you'll have the entire album at some point, I'm sure. There we go. Collect them all. Laura, how are you doing? Sorry for that ridiculous opening spiel there. I think I'm good. Winter's here, kicking my mental health. Hold on, when does does winter actually start? Because I'm not convinced it is winter yet. Is it winter now? It's winter in my brain. Today it was it was like one degrees when I went to the gym, which to be fair is like half six in the morning. So the sun hadn't come up yet, but I could see my breath and it's been a long day. Um, hang, <laughs> hanging on by a thread, but good. How are you? No, talk more. Unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> Before the show started, we set up a little Google Meet. I can see Laura in front of me now. I complimented Laura. I'm complimenting you on your hair again. You've got great hair. Your hair looks great. It's so good today, and it's so annoying because honestly, I, I I did not want to see anyone today, and it's like my hair is just like I'm going to look amazing. But yeah. Like well, I said, I went to the hairdresser and asked for a wee shag the other week and <laughs> it's looking great. Do you have to pay extra for that? <laughs> Do you know, I was reading an article the other day about how to clean my hair because I've only <laughs> just become aware that I've been using entirely the wrong shampoos for most of my adult life. Hang on, right, how? Well, apparently, because I've got quite fine hair, there's lots of it, I'm not thinning. My hair itself is quite fine, so it gets greasy quite quick on account uh-huh. of there being... You are listening to the Lost Map podcast. Uh, on account of the fact that there's lots of hairs, it means that there's what's that? Fol- is it sebum? Follicles? That's or whatever. Oh yeah, the oil that's produced on your <laughs> on your scalp, <laughs> and uh, it means my hair gets quite greasy quite quick. And apparently, according to this article that I read online, because I was doing a bit of personal research, <laughs> if you have greasy hair, you shouldn't use shampoos for dry hair. Oh no, you've got greasy hair. I think just because I never really, I just think, oh did yeah. Did you want it? Shampoo. Did you want it to be dry? Yeah, Is I wanted it? it to you get thought, dry. Oh, you want shampoo for dry hair? So you go, yep, that's yeah, that's what I want. This is it. Give me dry. Oh, why have I, why have I got such greasy? Why I want I want dry hair. It is. I, I mean, to... you must admit, it is confusing. I'll give you that. It's confusing. What I don't see in the shop so much is 
shampoo for greasy hair. You don't see that written on the bottle you that do. often. Do you? You do. You do. Well, I don't think you do. I don't think you do have shampoos that say... Oh, maybe for oily. Di- it says oily hair. Oh, maybe. right. Okay. Well, see the, seeing the word oily, I'm like, oh, I don't want oil. don't want any more oil in my head. Um, <laughs> I want it to be dry. I want it to be the, dry. And then the cycle continues. So, yeah, it turns out I've been using the wrong shampoo the entire time. And I've actually, bizarrely enough, because of just the way I brushed it, I have got a bit of a weird wave. It's good. It looks like a Japanese painting. It's beautiful. <laughs> Okay. I thought you were going to say, oh, it looks like a little Japanese meal. It's got quite sushi-like qualities, particularly at the back. It's a bit grainy. That's more like my scalp has got sushi-like qualities. Anyway, Lost Map Presents Weird Wave are currently on tour around the United Kingdom. What a month. I've been on holiday for the last few weeks, so October has totally whizzed by. I have to say, halfway through this tour... Full disclosure, I'm not on tour yet. Despite the fact I'm on tour, feel wildly underprepared for being on tour. Just take your dry shampoo and jump on the ferry. What else do you need? It's been a busy month, though. There's been so many different releases. And so in today's episode, we've decided to mix things up a little bit. Instead of our usual sort of featured interview with one artist, we've decided to resurrect (gasps) an old feature. Everyone's favourite. This or that. Oh. I couldn't tease the people. The people want this or that. No, they don't. They don't want first gig, worst gig. And sadly, that's what they're getting. First gig, worst gig. They're getting first gig, worst gig. For those of you who might not be familiar, first gig, worst gig is our semi-regular feature that we've not used in over a year in which we ask artists of our choosing what was the first gig they attended as a punter, their first ever gigging experience, and what was the worst gig that they've ever played as a musician, an artist. And the results are incredible. The results have been incredible. So this month, just to resurrect the feature, and because there's been so many different releases in the past month and and weeks to come, we thought we'd resurrect it with a bumper edition. So the first instalment, we'll be hearing the first gig, worst gig, of our good friend Alexia Avina, who has got a brand new album coming out, In the Pantheon of Decay. We were discussing the album title just before we started recording. We're very smart people. We had to look up what Pantheon was. Yeah. I was like, is it, is it, is it like a Colosseum? Is it like a Colosseum? You were closer than I was. I was like, is it, I think it's like a big house. A big house. It's a big house. There's one in and Rome. And we were both right in a way. It is the Temple of the Gods. And it seems that you can bury people there. But what has Alexia buried in her pantheon of decay? Well, you'll just have to listen to the album to find out. It, by the way, it is mostly instrumental, so there'll be a lot of... You're just going to have to interpret the, the music in whichever the way you see fit. In fact, we've got an exclusive track from the album, the track Second Thoughts, which we'll play straight after this instalment of First Gig, Worst Gig with Alexia Avina. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So my first gig, I had to think about that one because growing up in Thailand, I didn't have access to gigs really, unless say a touring act that I knew of was coming through Bangkok, which wasn't often and I wasn't living there. So I was trying to think if I went to any concerts in Bangkok before, but nothing really came to mind. So I honestly think that the first 
gig I went to, which was more of just like a set than anything, was when I went to Girls Rock Camp. The first time I was maybe 11. I believe at that time, I don't know if it's still the same, they had a band that was sort of the featured band of that iteration. And at that time, it was The Gossip, who now is known as Gossip. So that was my first time seeing a live performance like that, of that caliber, that kind of music. To me, it was really good. You know, I had never seen anything like that. And I really liked their music. And I think I must have gotten a CD. Yeah, great performance. I haven't seen them since, no. I've come across their music in the years since, specifically the songs that were connected to the album they were playing at that time. And it brings back memories, um, but I haven't really kept up with them other than that. My worst gig. Yeah, I had to think about this one for a while because I've played a fair share of gnarly gigs, but it's what qualifies one as the worst, you know? There's many factors that make a gig bad. And I think that the worst gigs are the ones that no one comes to. But I can't really like think of any of those. And what came to mind in pondering this question was a show that I played that was actually decently attended and I had a really nice reception from people responding to my set. Yeah, it was a house show in Boston and it was just in a very musty, moldy basement. The venue, it was a punk house and it was called something like Trendy Shit Town. (laughs) My partner at the time had a lot of health issues and he couldn't even go down into the basement because the smell made him sick and feel like he was going to pass out. And not only was there the musty you know, mildewy basement smell, but they were burning really potent chemical incense over it. So that was also giving us headaches. It was just like a really bad combination. I was down there for the other people's sets. (laughs) My boyfriend was just hanging out upstairs. By the time I played, I was like, hey, can we open the basement door maybe and get some air in and, and They did that and it was better. But yeah, it was hard to sing in that environment because my throat was reacting and dripping. So I think that's one of the worst shows I've played on that level. But at the level of people responding positively to my set, it wasn't bad at all.
Postweb Club, Postweb Club, Postweb Club, it's a very nice club. Club is a way to get new music from us every month, either through your door or straight to your digital inbox. Every month we send our club members two or three postcards. These postcards feature unique artwork and contain download codes linking you to the new releases from us. Postmap members get access to exclusive sessions, a monthly newsletter from Pictus Trail. Hello, that's, that's me. Him. Hi. <laughs> exclusive merchandise and a reusable discount code that gives you 15% off anything in our web shop and 10% off anything in our band camp. The club is also the new home of a residency project, Visitations. Visitations. Where we invite artists to spend a week writing and recording on egg. Postmark club members can get access to recent releases from the likes of Alaya Enyo, Makeness and Emma Koopa. When you sign up, you get a bumper pack of postcards, including this month's postcards, last month's postcards, the most recent series of Visitations. 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 Along with a membership badge. There are currently three tiers of membership, starting at just £3 a month. All three tiers get exactly the same stuff. The only difference is if you pay more, you get a slightly bigger badge. Oh. We have an annual gift membership option, as well as digital-only subscriptions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's better than I made it sound. <laughs> Postmap Club is a nice way for you to support what we're doing as a label, and it allows our artists to take chances and try new things out. If you enjoy this podcast, you like the music that you hear, and you want to hear more, then you should join the club. If you'd like more info on how to become a member or how you can give the gift of Postmap Club all year round, you can find out more by going to lostmap.com forward slash club. What was that address again? It's lostmap.com forward slash club. Hey, fantastic as always. Thank you very much, Laura, for that Postmap Club spiel. Well, I bet you're all dying to find out what is in your Lost Map Postmap Club package this month. Well, we've got three postcards for you, the first of which is by our good friend and Muscleborough resident. I hope she doesn't mind me disclosing that uh, <laughs> residential information. Ah, it's, a, it's a big place. It's a massive place. You'll never find her. It's Victoria Hume who, yeah, has returned with a brand new album. We've got the first cut of it featuring as part of this month's Postmap Club. It's a track called Oblivious Structures. It's taken from an album called Radical Abundance, which we'll be releasing in January. The album is about degrowth and it was inspired by Less Is More, How Degrowth Will Save the World, a book by Jason Hickel. In his book, I'm reading some blurb that Victoria supplied to us. In his book, Jason outlines clear steps for how to improve human well-being while reducing less necessary forms of production in a just and equitable way. Victoria had a series of conversations with Jason himself and with four other people working to apply those principles in different ways across Scotland. And yeah, it's a really interesting record. I'm Delighted to say that Victoria will be joining us as part of our Lost Map Showcase at the Great Western in Glasgow. I'll have more information on that in a wee second. But first of all, here's a wee snippet of Oblivious Structures. Not too much, though. Less is more. Under the oblivious structures, something moves deeper than what looked like foundations lie. Run through reaching in the natural darkness, mushroom blooms, eats away the power. 
turns our bones to flowers Blindfolds for the profiting billboards in the public square Ideas move like lightning between us when the noise disappears A certain kind of light breaks us A certain kind of dark makes us That was Oblivious Structures by Victoria Hume. Laura, you mentioned whilst that was playing that we were oblivious to the structure of the Pantheon. Absolutely. Uh, that was us. That was us. Remember us. Remember us, oblivious. Less is more. Less is so much more. Less knowledge is kind of more knowledge in a way. I think in a way we freed ourselves from the the confines of intelligence. We can come to our own conclusions. And we were both, when we Googled it, yeah. pretty close. So like who even needs definitions and words? Who needs education? Who needs it? What you do need though. More Victoria Hume in your life. You do. And you can get more Victoria Hume in your life by going to see her play. She's performing on the 3rd of November at Leith Depot, supporting fire stations. I'm not sure if that gig has appeared on the ScotRail website, but recently we noticed that there was a a radical abundance (laughs) of gig listings on the ScotRail website for some reason. It's not that we Google ourselves all the time, but whenever we do, there'd be an instance of gig listings happening for upcoming Lost Map gigs on the scotrail.co.uk website. It's a new thing. I mean, I want to be on that train, you know. The next stop is Victoria Hume. (laughs) We are now approaching Victoria Hume. (laughs) This is the train to fire stations. The next stop is fire stations. That is so on it. Are you the person who does that voice? I don't like to tell everyone, but yes, Ah. that is me. (laughs) I get recognised all the time. Holy shit. That's a lot of work. Do you know what? Calder crew. Took me ages to nail that one. Who are they Cross playing Maloof. with? Who's supporting that gig? <laughs> I wish they did. I wish Scott Real did They're actually have... on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did have uh, gigs on trains. Scott Real, hit if us up. If you're listening. Send us an email. If you're listening, Scott Real, you know club at lostmap.com. They are definitely listening because they listen to this podcast to scrobble all of our gig listings for their website. <laughs> and if you're playing word bingo at home, you can tick off scrobble. So yeah, she's <laughs> Victoria Hume's playing on the 3rd of November at Leith Depot with fire stations. And then the next day, the 4th of November, that's the day after the 3rd, Saturday the 4th of November, she's playing as part of a Lost Map showcase at The Great Western, which will also feature performances from Sulka, Fire Stations, Kinboat and Lost Map Presents Weird Wave. And Lost Map DJs. And Lost Map DJs. I'm not quite sure what that is going to be. I wasn't sure if DJ Dogshit had to do a shift. <laughs> DJ Dogshift. Dog oh, be on oh. standby. We're going to need to fill an hour somehow. Tickets are available for the Great Eastern through Sea Tickets. Western. Oh, did I say Eastern? Great Western. I think you said Great Western the first time. Then you said Great Eastern. It's like you got on a really fast ScotRail train. Your service <laughs> is so reliable and swift. Thank you, ScotRail. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fan and supporting us financially <laughs> and spiritually. 
How are ScotRail supporting us financially just by pr- promoting our gigs? But they might do. Oh, right, Monday. yes, yeah. You yeah. should do ScotRail, come on. Come on. Where can you get the tickets to Great Western? It's Other on, than ScotRail? It's on the, <laughs> you can probably get them from the ScotRail website. It's a multi-venue event. We're doing a showcase, a takeover in a place called the National Piping Centre, which is a lot less rude than it sounds. And it's on Otago <laughs> Street. And you can get tickets just separately for that show, which I believe are only 12 quid plus booking fee. It means you get a whole day of Lost Map goodness and you'll get to see what we actually do during the Lost Map DJ set. I mean, it's worth it Uh-oh. just to just to <laughs> witness the shitness. Let's peek behind the curtain. So yeah, that was Victoria Hume you just heard there and you can pre-order her album Radical Abundance on Bandcamp Friday, which is this Friday, the 3rd of November. On that which day, is also the day you can see Victoria Hume at oh, the yeah. This is going around in circles. Is this a circular line? Bing bong. (laughs) I've slept. I've I've missed my stop. Don't worry. It's going to come back around again. Oh, great. Have another can. Up next, we've got another track here. We've got a second postcard to tell you all about part of this month's Postmap Club. It's a track, two tracks, in fact, although you're going to only hear one of them just now, by Roxy Brennan, a.k.a. Two White Cranes. This is a brand new act that we're working with here at Lost Map, but we've been fans of Roxy's music. For years and years and years and years. Roxy's currently based in Brighton. I believe she was based in Bristol for a long time. She writes these very intimate, beautiful songs, usually just her vocal accompanied by electric guitar. She created for us an entire EP of music earlier on this year and we loved it. And she got back in touch with us a few months later with even more tracks. We've put them all together. Sometimes more is more. More Less is is more. more. Or oh. more is more. Whatever you want. Hope you're listening, Victoria Hume. Sometimes more <laughs> is more. <laughs> Part of this month's Postmap Club, you can hear two tracks taken from that mini album stroke EP. And this is the first of them. It's called City Streets. <laughs> City Streets by Two White Cranes, taken from their forthcoming EP stroke mini album called Self Build. There'll be more information on that on the 3rd of November. Have a look at our Bandcamp page. Okay, our third and final postcard in this month's postcard collection (laughs) is by our very dear friend, Susan Bear. Susan Bear has returned following her album last year. Was it last year? Alter. Was it the year before? I think it was last year, 2022. What a quick follow-up. She's got some brand new material and yeah, we're delighted. It is totally banging. In fact, it's a slight change in direction. She's gone in a slightly more electronic 
direction on the well certainly on this track is a track called it's you if you're a member of postmap club you'll get your postcard and it comes back with a remix by lara jones another electronic producer and songwriter i say it's a new direction for suze but it's got all the emotional heft and impact that all her music does it really gets you right that bit what's the bit that's like between the heart and like this is it the sternum what's this bit here how am i supposed to know what's this bit like i didn't know what a pantheon was what your ribs what's this oblivious structure (laughs) (laughs) should i take my top off but your heart pantheon it hits right there so it's not not, it hits at the heart but it also hits like just to the right of the heart to the right of the heart well you've gone left your right my right oh okay to your right of your heart when i'm looking down at my heart that'd be quite these are lyrics (laughs) <laughs> to your right of your heart When I look down at my heart <laughs> Suze, I hope you're taking notes Yeah, there's a few instrumental numbers That I know you've been working on You'd Incorporate them <laughs> into the song Here's a clip of It's You by Susan Bear snippet there of It's You by Susan Bear. I'm not going to reveal too much more about what Susan Bear's been up to musically. There's going to be some more stuff to come. In fact, I'm revealing too much already even by just saying that. But I can tell you that on the 12th of November, Susan Bear will be supporting the band Bedroom at the Classic Grand in Glasgow. I assume that's how you pronounce that band's name because there's no vowels. Do you know the band I'm talking about? Maybe it's like Anyway, Susan Bear supporting at the Classic Grand in Glasgow on the 12th of November. And finally. (laughs) (laughs) You had your first gig and your worst gig from Alexia Vina. But of course, I can hear you all at home, holding on to your 12-inch releases of Hee Haw by Seamus Fogarty. <laughs> Hold on. Holding on to your... Tw- at home, holding on to your 12-inch of Seamus Fogarty. Good Lord, you saved it. You read it weird. No, carry on. <laughs> you had your first gig. Oh my God. And your worst gig yeah. from Alexia Vina. And now, I bet you're wondering, our good old friend Seamus Fogarty. Hmm. What was his first gig? And what was his even worst? After, gig? Even after you listen to this, you'll be wondering what was his worst gig. It was vague. no spoilers. No he's spoilers. Va- he's, he's vague. Why don't we just listen to Seamus Fogarty's first gig, worst gig? First gig, worst gig. Well, 
Hello there. I'm Seamus Fogarty and I'm really thrilled to be doing this section of the show. First gig, worst gig. My first gig is going back a bit, but probably Radiohead just after they released the Benz. They played a big festival outside Galway in 2000 and no, sorry, not 2000. Wrong. Wrong millennium uh, 1996 i would have been about 16 and uh, yeah it was a it was a great show i remember who else was playing nina cherry she was great and yeah i mean it was a big album someone bought a big bag of cans onto the bus we got the bus from swinford and it, it was a great day out also i don't know if this counts but like around the same time there was a nightclub in calchima at the end 17 and i remember going to see uh Mickey Mac, DJ Mickey Mac playing in there. So I guess I paid in to see it. I paid into the nightclub, but I guess I kind of, by paying into the nightclub, I was effectively paying into this gig by this DJ. Yeah, it was the N17 was a mad old spot. It was very kind of David Lynch vibe about it and a kind of a lot of kind of mixed martial arts out in the street afterwards. But I remember that because I won a T-shirt at that particular night and it was a t-shirt with Mickey Mac's slogan was large it up and it was a t-shirt with large it up written on it in a really large writing and yeah it was a really big hit worst gigs well I mean how long do we have I mean how long is the podcast let's see I guess I used to do lots of kind of shambolic gigs the early days of when I was coming over and doing gigs with Fence around 2009, 2010, 2011 maybe, when I was trying to do these kind of solo gigs, I remember doing these solo gigs with like my laptop and all these foot controllers and I was very kind of stubborn about fucking, excuse my language, shoehorning some kind of electronic element into what I was doing. But often I'd just totally lose it up there and start like pressing the wrong button and like playing the wrong samples and like tripping up over usb cables and um you know people would say afterwards oh that was so hilarious that show and i'm like i'm glad you enjoyed it but you know i'm actually trying to do something profound here but you know it was all good and to be honest yeah things haven't changed that much but nowadays when i do fuck things up i just say that i'm improvising and uh that's taking a lot of pressure off what other kind of dodgy gigs I remember a gig in Ireland. Parents decided to come down and see me do a show, drive for about three hours. And it was about two people at the show. It was still quite a good show, mind you, but, you know, it's not what you want to be kind of sending out to those nearest and dearest to you when they ask how you're doing. Anyways, I'm sure there'll be more kind of howlers to come, but hopefully there'll be uh, lots more good ones as well. And I'm looking forward to my show in Edinburgh at, what's it called again? Begins with a H. Humbug. Yes. All right. Thanks very much.
that was a lovely, almost chocolatey bit of music there from Seamus Fogarty. And that's because the track was called Time for a Kit Kat. We should have probably given a bit of warning before time so that people could put the kettle on. Hey, why don't you just rewind? Yeah, rewind. Yeah. Put the kettle on. It's time for a Kit Kat. That track is taken from his current EP, which has just come out, called Hee Haw. Order Hee Haw or stick on Hee Haw if you've already pre-ordered. Thank you. And have a Kit Kat or snack of your choice. I would say a, a Kit Kat Chunky, 100%. Oh, that is a totally different proposition though, isn't it? A Kit Kat Chunky is like a meal. Okay. Compared to like a regular Kit Kat, which, you know, break off a couple of fingers, you might save some for later. Are we talking like just the two finger ones or the four finger Why Kit do you Kat? always have to make it filthy? Why do you always have to make it filthy? It's not enough for you to talk about his 12 inch. You have to talk about, oh yeah, is it two fingers or four? Oh, oh is it chunky? Oh. Is it chunky? Is it? <laughs> Hold on, is it you making it dirty or me? <laughs> Send us an email at club at lostmap.com uh, or kitkat at lostmap.com, whichever biscuit you choose. <laughs> God, this has been a fun episode of the Lost Map Podcast. It's been a fun one. I thought we'd introduce a new segment of Terry's Chocolate Orange. Another. (laughs) 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 My my mind went to Terry's Chocolate Oranges as well. You know, we're getting close to Christmas. I know. I'm just wanting to eat. I'm pretty hungry. I just came back from holiday. And there were some biscuits in the drawer and there was a Fox's Crunch Cream and it was stale. It was literally not a Crunch Cream. Not Crunch Cream. It was a Fox's Cream. It was a Fox's Cream. It was crumbly cream. Oh, that was not nice. And it had that, I dunked it in tea thinking this will save it. And it still had that sort of foosty. Time for a Kit Kat, man. They're wrapped up. (laughs) Well, time for a brand new section not segment of the show yeah it's just gonna be recommendations that both laura and i have every month hopefully maybe they'll be the same recommendation every month maybe we will be going on that circular tube line between the great eastern and western back and forth (laughs) in our recommendation choices but because this is the first episode in which we divulge our recommendations it's going to be very fresh and new to your ears laura what's your recommendation for this month well last week i went to see a film in the cinema and I didn't really know anything about it going in because I've got that movie go <laughs> basically every <laughs> movie 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 go like you know movie I know a movie as in like male booby is that... <laughs> Mo- movie movie he's like a bald electronic producer from New York he's <laughs> oh movie movie go <laughs> It is a streaming platform. Oh, right. Movie. Oh, yeah. M-U-B-I. Sorry. Okay. I just wasn't sure how off-grid you were. (laughs) (laughs) So you get access to movie, but also every week they'll send you a free cinema ticket to go and see something that they kind of like curate, basically. And they'll usually try and encourage you to go to places like in Edinburgh, you've got the Cameo. Well, you're not the Filmhouse anymore. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Dominion. So they try and like to send you more to like weird cinemas. So you're just taking a punt every week on whatever they've got on. So I went to see Smoke Sauna Sisterhood and it is about, oh my God, I think it's like Estonian sauna tradition. I bet you I got the country wrong. Let me just look that up. Is it a documentary? It is. And it's really... You didn't see this at all, did you? You're just looking (laughs) it up now. You're just Googling it. Oh yes, I I'm I subscribe to this very. It's Estonia. It's, it is Estonia. Okay. <laughs> it is Estonian, and so a few people sent it to me because 
for my birthday earlier this year, I went to a sauna up in the East Nook. I went to Ely. They've got this like horse box sauna there. So a few people were like, oh, really? you really like this. Wow. Um, yeah, really, Ely. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just expecting it to be a documentary about saunas because loads of people are into it now. There's one in Portobello, a wee horse box and you just like get I don't know, hot or whatever. And then you run into the sea and you just do that. But this is like, it's a UNESCO protected tradition that they've got there. And it's all about like folk songs. Women were in there, just women talking about, I guess, like quite a lot of traumatic stuff that had happened to them. But it was done in such a way that felt really kind of like quite empowering. Like people talk about, you know, cancer diagnosis, sexual assault, like baby loss. But there's like lots of joy in there as well about, you know, coming out and falling in love. You know, just like funny things around like first periods and there's just a lot of laughter and humour and a lot of pain as well. Mm. And they have all of these ceremonies about, you know, like when they hit people with the leaves and everything to try and get some of the trauma out and there'll be lots of chanting and things like that. So it feels really cathartic and it's, the way it's shot is really beautiful. It's just very close up. You see a lot of flesh in it. It's just so much nakedness and it's just... Any movies? Kicking a bit. <laughs> The movies were going, man. They were the movies a go go. I was just thinking, um, so it's like this is like a horse box sauna, or is this just just saunas no, in general? Well, no. So this was just situated on a lake, and it went through the seasons. It went from like winter, spring, summer, autumn, mm. winter again, and it just showed the life cycle of this one space in Estonia and the women that came into it, and all the different traditions that they had. And it's almost like itself a living entity. And it was really cool. And it made the, me really want to go there. What's the film called again? It's called Smoke Sauna Sisterhood. Smoke Sauna Sisterhood. I'll check that out. What about you, Johnny? What are you recommending these days? My recommendation for this month is I'm two thirds of the way through the audiobook of Berserker, which is the autobiography of Adrian Edmondson. Which I wasn't aware of existing until I'd heard him on Desert Island Discs last month. And his episode on Desert Island Discs on Radio 4, my uncle Jerry got in touch with me and said, oh, I know you like Rick Mail and Bottom and I thought you'd like this. So he sent me a link to Desert Island Discs and I listened to it and I cried. It was so Aww. like such a, an emotional episode. He talks about his relationship his friendship with Rick Mail. I'm getting teary now just thinking about it. <laughs> so the Desert Island Discs episode in and of itself is a really interesting listen. You can tell he's just written this autobiography going into the episode because he's kind of completely cleansed of all of just reminiscing about his entire life. And I think he's gone through a bit of what's that thing? He's having a bit of an existential crisis or something. He's kind of trying to work out who he is. It, like I think even at one point. Introspective, retrospective, all the therapy of stuff. He just seems a bit lost, not in a sad way necessarily, although the episode itself was quite sad, but he just seems to kind of, I think he sort of talks about how he, he doesn't know who he is, so he's just sort of starting to get to know who he is. So then I went to listen to the audiobook and two thirds of the way through and it is really beautifully written, well, really beautifully read. So far. So far. I know it could go yeah. downhill. <laughs> a lot of it is about his school days like he went to boarding school and mm. yeah it seems like it was not a particularly great experience and he talks about his family and stuff in just a very honest way it sort of reminded me in places of like i really loved that roald dahl book boy when i was a kid like oh, hearing yeah. about all his experiences in school and there's something i don't know i'm just amazed that anyone can remember their school days at all in such detail such exquisite minute See, detail 
this is the thing, and it's like you hear about all these accounts about like boarding school and stuff, and it all sounds really awful. And I, I'm the same. I can't really remember anything about my school days, and I don't know. Did I have more trauma or less trauma than Roald Dahl and Boy? Because <laughs> like, have I buried? Was mine so bad that it's so buried, or was it just so boring that it's? You know, I guess only time will tell. It was Clyde Bank, wasn't it? Oh, yep. No oh idea. Well, yeah. I mean, we might have to get into this in a later episode of the podcast. <laughs> we can do a deep dive. But anyway, I, I'd recommend Berserker by Adrian Edmondson. It's a so far. Really, so far. Yeah, if it, go, if it suddenly gets shit, I'll let you know. <laughs> but it's, it's been worth it for the two thirds that I've heard so far, which has been about at least seven hours of listening. <laughs> Oh, wow. yeah. well, that's, that sounds really nice actually it's I'll beautiful check it out okay we'll close today's episode with a track from our good friends Eagle Owl who exciting news have reformed or have come out of hibernation to celebrate the 10th anniversary of their album the debut album This Silent Year which they'll be performing parts of along with other tunes I'm sure at Humbug our Christmas showcase at Summer Hall in Edinburgh on Saturday the 16th of December Eagle Owl will be headlining our first show we're doing two shows at summer hall that day there's an afternoon matinee which is all ages under 12s go free and the full lineup in fact we've just revealed for our christmas humbug which includes seamus fogarty who you heard earlier on he'll be performing at humbug we should say that seamus fogarty is currently on tour throughout november supporting lisa o'neill check his website for details but yeah seamus playing at humbug we have our good friend ichi who's going to be performing at Humbug, an opening set from Ravelo. And in the second show, we've got Sulka performing with his full band, a band who I really love called Blind Yeo from Falmouth are coming up to perform. Our good friends Islet, who played at Howlin' Fling back in 2019, are coming up to Scotland to perform songs from their brand new album. We've also got Memorials, the new project of Verity Sussman from Electrolane, and... Lost Map presents Weird Wave, as well as a headline performance from Free Love. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. I'm amazed I remember, remembered all that. <laughs> uh, scrap my Lots previous recommendation. My new recommendation is buy a ticket to Humbug. It sounds brilliant. It does sound brilliant. Uh, you can great. purchase tickets for that from howlandfling.com, which is where we sell all our tickets. And yes, like I say, headlining that first show will be Eagle Owl. And we thought we'd close today's episode with a track from this silent year. This is not over. It is over, though. It is over, sadly. It is over. But it's not over. Next. Goodbye. Thank you to Joe Cormack for editing. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. (laughs) It isn't over yet. It's over now. After this. That I do not mind. Not that I do not care, but I know it's not over.
I don't 